good evening. Welcome back to the Bundesliga show. Well, that worked quite smoothly, didn't it? Um, I hope everyone's doing well. Uh, we're back, Mark. We are back with a new flashy intro. Um, how are you doing, first things first? Yeah, absolutely fantastic, yes. Looking forward to the new season so much. You know, it's been a long summer, really. Uh, obviously, waiting for the uh, Bundesliga to start again, but I can't wait. Obviously, back with a nice new intro. Thanks to Paul, obviously, uh, putting that together. Thanks a lot for that one. And, yeah, absolutely can't wait for the new season to start. Obviously, starting this Saturday with the Super Cup, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely buzzing for it. So, mm-hmm. what, what have you been up to during your summer? You've got away a fair amount, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I like seeing a bit of Europe. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, I've been over to uh, Spain. Yeah, I actually went to the new Camp as well. Obviously, yeah, Barcelona being uh, obviously our rival league, really, the La Liga. But yeah, nice to take in a little bit of that. Yeah, I've been to a couple of other places too. But yeah, happy to be back in Germany and ready for the Bundesliga to start. What about you, Rory? Have you been up to much? Uh, just, just staying out of trouble. Uh, managed to go to Spain myself as well. Went went to the south of Spain. Uh, yeah, that was hot. Um, not as hot as the UK though. Uh, absolutely <laughs> madness. Uh, don't know what's happened. Uh, but it's now got a nice grey kind of mild temperature. So more more kind of traditional summer <laughs> summer weather. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah. So I, obviously enough of what's been happening. While whilst me and Mark have been trying to keep ourselves busy during the summer. We have got a brand new Bundesliga season to look forward to. Uh, so our first show for this season is obviously, of course, our prediction show. Uh, so we'll get into that in a moment. What we're going to do is we're going to try and do a joint effort uh, this season. So me and Mark uh, have kind of done our own done, done our own tables already. And then we're going to bring up a tier maker um, kind of table on the screen in a minute. Uh, and we're just going to kind of talk it through and we will eventually have a table from you know from 18th all the way up to first we'll do it from bottom to top and yeah so we're really looking forward to it um of course you know back in it uh, straight away uh, and there's a few bits of admin to go for of course so again we're really happy to be in partnership with our two our two friends from last season so obviously we're in partnership with Bundesliga boxes uh, and we've got a giveaway going on at the moment we'll talk you through the entry criteria for that, probably halfway through the show and then again at the end. So make sure you get over to Twitter if you haven't already. And, of course, we are in partnership with Bully News again this season. So we're thrilled to be in partnership with both of those two companies. Um, and we'll have a fancy draft show with Runa himself uh, with you on Monday next week. So really looking forward to that. And, of course, new season you know we're refreshed we're ready to go we're going to be bringing you all sorts of new content we've got loads of new ideas uh, about how we're going to be bringing the show to you so please do like uh, this video if you enjoy the prediction show comment along uh, whoever's watching really nice to say uh, hello from wherever you're watching let us know if you agree or disagree with any of our thoughts uh, whoever you support you might be offended or you might be glad to see where we put your thing <laughs> And of course, please do subscribe, hit that button, get yourself uh, up to date, click the bell icon so you never miss a show. Uh, there's going to be so much more coming out throughout the season than uh, than we have been doing previously. So make sure you're there to enjoy. Uh, right then, so we shall, uh, Mark, you can kind of talk us through a little bit about uh, what we're going to be doing with regards to the prediction show 
just now and maybe look forward mm-hmm. to the first uh, the first few games of the season which we've got down at the bottom whilst I get the screen ready. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously the season does start officially on the uh, Saturday, the 6th of August, as you can see, obviously with a, a real kind of firecracker of a game really as well, isn't it? With uh, Eintracht Frankfurt, obviously uh, Europa League champions versus Bundesliga champions Bayern Munich. You couldn't wish for a better game than that, really, could you? Then obviously a full uh, weekend program straight into it as of the weekend, uh, the 6th and the 7th of August. So we've only got about 10 days or so to go until the start of the Bundesliga season. But before then, we've also got obviously the Super Cup as well uh, on Saturday between Leipzig and Bayern. So, yeah, we've got a lot of really, really entertaining games to start us off with um to go with yeah but as for this show yeah we're going to talk you through what we think is going to be the predictions there could be a few disagreements between me and rory as well because having looked at our tables while we do agree on some things there are some things we most definitely don't agree on so yeah be prepared for a little bit of debate as well especially towards the bottom of the table perhaps and then yeah let's uh see what's going to happen uh, as we go on really yeah, let's do it. So as you can see, what we've just brought up on the screen, we've got ourselves a few different kind of sections as to how we're going to go through this prediction. So we are going to start off with what we think the bottom three are going to look like. Uh, so as you can see, the bottom section going uh, across your screen. Uh, you can also see all the different new brilliant um, kits that we've got for this season. So that's quite nice. So we can look at them and enjoy them whilst doing our predictions. Um, so I guess I'll just kick things off with how I've structured my bottom three. This will probably be the longest part of the show, actually, because this is how different uh, mine and my yeah. predictions are. Um, so I think the new boys are going to struggle. Uh, so I'll start off with Verda. Um, obviously, came up automatically in second place last season. Uh, did a really good job rebuilding their campaign after they looked like they were struggling at one point in the side of Bundesliga. Um and, you know, they, they've come up with, um, you know, they've had to deal straight away with the loss of their captain, uh, Top Brack, who, who's obviously moved on uh, from last season. But they've brought in a couple of players defensively, um, has been quite impressive on paper, actually, from the likes of Amos Pieper from Bielefeld and Nicholas Stark from Hertha Berlin. Um, so, you know, they're, they're good names on paper, I guess, but you also kind of think, well, they've come from struggling teams anyway. So, you know, how much will that reinforce Verda's defence, of course, which would be key. Um, another interesting signing, seeing Oliver Burke come across as a journey and um, signing for Verda. That was a really interesting one. Can he bring his best football to Germany? Um, who knows? Uh, obviously, the dynamic duo in the Zweiter Bundesliga was Nicholas Fulkrug and Dusk. Um, but... I mean, from what I've seen from Fulkrug in the Bundesliga previously, Mark, it's got me thinking if they can't score, if Fulkrug and Dusch can't score the goals, then uh, I think they're really struggling, to be honest. And I've got them pinned down as 18th. Yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from. Obviously, there's always a few concerns about the promoted sides. But for me, I think Verda have strengthened relatively well. Not very well, but I definitely think Amos Pieper is a really good signer. I thought he was one of, if not uh, Bielefeld's best player last season. I know he's a fan's favourite 
the BLFL fans were gutted to see him go. I think Stark, while not being like the best Bundesliga defender, let's be honest, he is he's an experienced defender. And from what I've read, he's not likely to actually start. He's actually been brought in as more of a squad player, at least to start with. Um, yeah, because obviously they had a pretty strong defence last season. But for me, I've actually gone for Bolkham, VFL Bolkham this year. I think Bolkham screams of Armenia Bielefeld last season to me in some ways, you know. But I think for me, I know it's a bit of a cliche and I know pretty much every Bundesliga fan is saying that. They had a really, really good, solid first season. Actually better than what Bielefeld managed in their first season. But just looking at their transfer activity, it's been a catastrophe, I'll be honest, over the summer. They've lost very key players, including Bella Kotchap, who's joined Southampton for 10 million euros. Maxim Leach, who's joined Mainz for 3 million. He was a key midfielder. They've lost Pantovic, who was probably their best player of all, to Union Berlin. Obviously, Union are the masters of smart signings, aren't they? Obviously, on a free signing to Union. I think that's a massive loss. They've also lost uh, Rekabai, obviously, back to Wolfsburg. He was key. Eduard Leuven back to uh, her to Berlin. And obviously, on top of that, Sebastian Polter to Schalke as well. That, that's just a disaster, really. It's like five or six key players from the club, you know. They have brought a few players in, but none of them massively uh, kind of inspire confidence. I think they will be relying on Philip Hoffman from Karlsruhe. He was a very, very good forward for our, in the Spider Bundesliga, but whether he can translate that into uh, air to Bundesliga, we'll have to see. Obviously, we saw Bielefeld sign a lot of players from this fight last year, like Robin Hack, uh, Yanni Serra. You're going to miss him this year, Rory. But, yeah. I will. I'm going to have to watch <laughs> a lot more to see Yanni Serra. And I love him. Let's be honest, none of them worked out for Bielefeld, so I am a little bit worried in truth. And I just think... I like Bolcom as a club. I really respect them. But for me, they are the worst side going into the season from what I can see on paper. And on top of that, obviously, they don't have the biggest fan base in the world as well, which might hamper them a little bit too. Right. So let, let's just go through a couple of the teams that we think are going to be down there so we can put some teams in our bottom three uh, and try and agree. And then we'll agree on an order maybe. So... I had Bolkham as 13th, but I, the notes that I had down were that their team has been cherry-picked apart. And, yeah, I do agree that they probably are going to struggle and second-season syndrome might hit. Um, but all the other teams that I've got below them, I feel, just as weak. Um, so I think Augsburg are surely going to be down there again. They've they've lost Greg Orizic, uh, who was their main top goal scorer last season. Zakiri's gone back to uh, Brighton. Finn Bogerson's left the club. They've done a swap deal with um, with Freiburg, so they brought in Demirovic, who didn't do his, uh, didn't you know play his best football there. So all the you know the pressure will be on him. Pressure will be on you know youngster Ricardo Pepe. We've seen nothing of him. New coach Enrico Marbin from Borussia Dortmund second team, or they're under twenty threes. So there's for me there's so many questions there like are popping up um but just scream that they're going to be in serious trouble. i've got Augsburg at 17th and i know we said this last year and they escaped but i really think they're going to struggle this season just because they on paper for me they look even weaker um so where where did you have Augsburg, mark yeah i had them uh, 15th actually but just because it's Augsburg, that's the only reason why i can give you really because i think both of us tipped them last season to go down but they always 
They're a very strange club because they have no stability at all. You know, they change the manager every single season, usually for no reason. Let's be honest, because I thought Marcus Weinzel did a good job last season. I really did, you know. As you say, they've lost the best player from last season, Grigorovic, you know. But there's still something in there that just tells me they might be able to do something, you know. I mean, they signed Arne Meyer from Hertha Berlin on a permanent. He was very good last season at the back. He's a good sign. Something tells me that they might just be able to get something out of Ricardo Pepe and uh, Nicholas Dorsch this year. I don't know why. I don't know much about the new manager at all. You know, again, it's another rookie manager they've kind of picked out of the blue. You know, why they couldn't have got Vinesel to sign on for another two or three years, I don't know, really. But, I mean, for me, I agree that they're going to struggle, but they've always got just something in them. You know, they've got a relatively strong home support, which we saw last season. That's why I just think they'll escape somehow. But I've actually gone for 17th. I've gone for Hertha Berlin this year, actually. I just think we've seen them the last two seasons and they have just been dire, let's be honest. They are so lucky that we're talking about them as a Bundesliga side this season Mm, at the moment, that's for sure. I mean, obviously, they were so close last season before that. Probably one of their only good performances of last season, really, to overturn that away leg against Hamburg, didn't they? But, I mean, they deserve to go down last season. I'm pretty sure every single person involved with the club would have admitted that. They've got problems with, obviously, the, the billionaire owner is not happy with what's happening at the club. The signings have dried up a lot this season. If you look, they've actually only spent 500000 and that was to sign Jessic and Kangam from Greuther Firth. You know, doesn't exactly yeah. fulfil you with confidence. They have got a few good loanees coming in, but most of those players have, signed, have failed previously at the club. You know, the likes of Piotek is coming back, Dodi Lukabakio, yeah. uh, Eduard Leuven. They all had decent seasons last season on loan, but... Can they really do it? I mean, obviously, they have signed John Joe Kenny as well from Everton, but I don't know, really. This looks a poor side to me, really. Yeah, I I had her to 14th slash 15th, but I'm willing willing to take that one. And they can go go in our our bottom three for now and we'll decide upon where where they're going to finish up 16th to 18th when, when we put the other two teams in. Um, so what what else have we got going on there? Obviously, Schalke, Schalke and Stuttgart are the other teams to me in the conversation. Um, maybe I'll let yeah, you talk agreed. a little bit more about Schalke, Mark. But from a Stuttgart point of view, obviously, you know, I'm a, an adopted fan now. Uh, and last season's, you know, last last day drama was just ridiculous. Like, amazing kind of like euphoria of escaping what could have been, you know, relegation if if Stuttgart didn't fare so well against Hamburg in the relegation playoff. But, you know, since then, I mean, like, pretty much the same side would have struggled this season. I mean, the only thing that they've really done is made Mavropanos at Ito permanent signings, which I think is fine. And they've strengthened up right back by signing Hamburg's Wagnerman, who I think would be a good addition because he's quite um, diverse and played quite a lot of different positions. Um, but they are going to be heavily reliant on their youth team. Um, Mangala has pretty much gone to Forest, uh, who was signing everyone apparently from the Bundesliga, um, which is a which is an odd one. Um, and obviously Sosa and, and Sasa may well leave late on as well. So if that happens, I'm really worried about Stuttgart. Um, but because of my bias, I've put them 15 from just about surviving. Um, what, what, what do you think about Schalke, Mark? Do you think that they could be a team that we put in the bottom three? 
I don't know because I actually think they've signed quite well in truth. And I think obviously we they did obviously they got up last season. They weren't overly impressive, don't get me wrong. They weren't the best team that's ever come up from this fight to Bundesliga, let's be honest. But they've got the job done. Everybody knew they had to get up at the first attempt. And along with Werder Bremen, they managed to do that, you know. And they've actually signed an absolute plethora of players, really. They really have, you know, but they've not spent that much money, but Geez, they brought in a lot of players and a few of the signings stand out. I think Sebastian Polter is a good signing from Bolton. He's yeah. not the kind of player that's going to get Schalke fans really excited, but, you know, he, he got goals. I think he got 13 or 14 goals last season for Bolton. And I think he's a shrewd signing. I quite like Maya Yoshida as well, who they got on a free from Sampdoria. I used to like him at Southampton when he played there. I know he's quite old now, but he could be a solid hand at the back. I think also um, Cedric Bruner as well, obviously from Bielefeld. He was decent, not amazing, but decent. But I think another one that stands out for me is the sign of Tom Kraus as well, because he was at Nuremberg the last two seasons on loan from RB Leipzig. They managed to get him on loan and Nuremberg fans absolutely loved him as well. He's going to be one I'm going to look forward to watch, uh, watching this season. But it's not the strongest side, but for me, combined with their quality the, the fans they could just about escape but i do think they're a little bit weaker than uh Werder bremen overall i'll be honest i would say that for me schalke would have more chance of going down than Werder bremen but definitely stuttgart i think we can stick them down there because i had them down as third from bottom i think they look a poor side i'm afraid rory and i just think they're going to be relying on the fans to get them by if i'm being honest and i just think I, yeah. I do think they'll lose at least one of Kalajic and Souza as well, because obviously Mangala, as you say, is pretty much gone. It just doesn't look... Maybe they'll have to get Silas uh, to come back for, from his wheelchair or something and start playing well again. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, it's not looking good over in Gutenberg for them, in my eyes. OK, well, I'll tell you what, we'll split the difference then. We'll do a bit of negotiation. <laughs> I'd say I have to have at least one of Verd or Schalke in the bottom three. Yeah. And then if we do that, then I'll I'll pop Stuttgart in there as well. Yeah. So okay, let me on. let me let me drag in Stuttgart. So we'll put them in for now and then. So you think Schalke look weaker than Verder? Yeah, I do actually. Yeah, because I like Verder's signings more. I think Peeper and uh, is a very good signing, and I think. Yeah, I think they've got a bit more quality up front as well with uh, full Krug, as you say. He's not a world beater, but he can get maybe 10 to 12 goals, I think, possibly. And yeah. Dush, is at, Dush is actually kind of like... A lot of people are looking forward to seeing him in the Bundesliga because he's been a good player at Spider level for a long time now. So I'm quite looking forward to seeing him. Obviously, Bittencourt, they did manage to keep Bittencourt as well. So they've got that bit of flair too in there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so I've, I've dragged in Schalke then. I'll I'll, I'll let you have Werder. Uh, I'll, I'll probably I'd probably argue to put them just above Stuttgart. We'll, we'll go into that in a second. So yeah. our bottom three at the moment looks like Stuttgart, Hertha, and Schalke. So order wise, this is where I'm going to argue my case a little bit more. Um, I think Stuttgart will surely finish above Schalke. Um, obviously. It all depends on how, you know, the, probably on the business that Stuttgart do. But that order at the moment, I think, is where is where I would sit or where, you know, um, I think things might finish. So Stuttgart, relegation playoff place, Hurt to 17th, Schalke 18th. Are you, are you happy enough with that, Mark, for now? 
Yeah, I also had Stuttgart 16th as well, because I just think they, they, I would agree they've got a little bit more quality than some of the other sides. And obviously, if they keep Sosa and Kalajdzic, then they've got two really good players there and a partnership that works, you know. So that could be key, but the rest of the side is looking a little bit threadbare for me, especially the midfield, do you know what I mean? If Mangala leaves, it's looking yeah. not the best. And Philip. Philip Forster, obviously, like, I don't think many Stuttgart fans will exactly be crying over that, but still, like, <laughs> like it's still another loss, a loss of bodies, do you know what I mean? Yeah, very true. Right, so bottom three locked in. We'll go through the next uh, set of teams a little bit quicker because they're all teams that we pretty much discussed. Um, lots of chat coming in from from uh, from everyone that's watching this evening, so thanks very much for your comments. Um, Dan saying a bit earlier that uh, the relegation battle is where where the action is going to be this season. Very much agree with that. We'll see what me and Mark have been haggling over. Um, and loads of comments that will come to as well. John, John, your team, Union Berlin, may well feature a little bit higher up the league um, that we'll be looking at um, as well. And uh, yeah, some more, some more comments coming in as well, which, which we'll come to in a moment. So let's, um, let's turn our attention to 12th to 15th. Are we happy locking in Verda? Straight away, yeah. 15th. I think Werder, yeah. and uh, Augsburg can all go in there straight away. Yeah. Really. I'm happy doing Verda, Bolkum. Verda, uh, I want to go Verda, Augsburg, Bolkum. Are you happy enough with that, Mark? Or, yeah, or I think you... all those sides will be around about the same area. You know, I mean, obviously, I have Bolkum down there, but I do think probably those six sides are probably going to be the weakest and they were my bottom six overall. Yeah. You know what I mean? They were. Okay. And I think we can all agree that relegation is lightly, they are the three sides that are the most likely to get dragged into relegation if it's not those, that bottom three, that's yeah. for sure. You know? Yeah, I agree. I think it's those six teams, mainly mainly speaking. Um, right, so we still need a 12th place. So we've got Verde 15th, uh, Augsburg 14th and Balkan 13th. So we need one more team in that category. Um, that we've that we've not really touched on yet. So, Mark, who did you have as twelfth in your uh, in your league um, table? I had yeah. Gladbach. Yeah, I think Gladbach is, is a fair shout, but I do expect them still to improve a little bit, even though they've not. They've also had a pretty poor window so far, that's for sure. But I actually went for a bit of a shock on this one, and I actually went for FC Köln. Actually, I went for the okay. simply because I do expect them to qualify for the conference league. I think they'll get through the playoff and get in there. But I'm a little bit worried about the squad depth of Köln. I definitely don't think it'll be anywhere near going down or anything like that. But I just think that Union signed a lot of players last season when they had the, the conference league. And we saw them use a lot of rotation throughout the season. But so far, Köln haven't done that. And also they've lost uh, Özcan, who's a massive loss, obviously, to Dortmund. The, one of the key midfielders. And I think even Modeste is actually being uh, lined up for a sensational move to Dortmund at the moment, obviously after the yeah. tragedy that happened with uh, Sebastian Haller. But yeah, I, I think that is, it would make sense a little bit for Dortmund because he's a player that's proven to score at this level. And I think compared to the other names that they're after, you know, the likes of Marcus Turam, I actually think uh, Modeste would be a better signing. So I'm a bit worried that they might potentially lose Modeste, you know. But he might. I think there's also a chance that he could reject a move as well because he absolutely loves Cologne. Like he loves Cologne, and I just yeah. think he's going to be key. But I, I don't think they're going to be any trouble. Don't get me wrong. But I do think they'll drop down a few places. I actually had them down in twelfth this season. I think yeah. I like um, I like a couple of their signings though because they have reinforced the strikers because obviously Modest and Uta are getting on. 
Um, they've, well, they've brought in Tiguez from, yeah. from Dortmund, a young man, tall man, uh, very yeah. good in the air, you know, but that, you know, suits, signing, yeah. suits, suits them perfectly. They brought in, um, who was it? Was it Adamayan? Is that mm-hmm. um, who else they brought in? Um, Adamayan from Hoffenheim. Adamayan yeah. from Hoffenheim, yeah. I, I've always quite liked him actually when he played for Hoffenheim. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's not a bad signing either. Um, so I've got Cone a little bit higher up, but I do I do appreciate the squad depth. Um, so I mean, who else have we got around about mid table? Uh, you've got Wolfsburg to do really well, so we'll come back to them. I um, could agree with I would agree with potentially Gladbach. I think I had them down as a little bit higher, but I'm not overly convinced by Farker. To be honest with yeah. you, I think he's a decent manager, but not a world beater in my eyes. And I, I do think, yeah, I think. More than Wolfsburg, I would definitely have potentially Gladbach as in there. Although Gladbach fans won't thank me for saying that, that's for sure. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, we'll slot them in. So that's our 12th to 15th done nice, uh, nicely. Uh, so, right. So proper mid-table we're looking at now up to just uh, just below the European places. Um, so this is where we'll be doing a little bit of filler. So uh, from 11th... Uh, Upwards, I have got so I've got 11th. I've got Wolfsburg. Um, so we'll go uh, as I said, we'll come back to them because you, you're gonna have to argue your points for uh, where you've got Wolfsburg. Um, I've got Mines 10th, I think they'll be in and around there. I've got Hoffenheim 9th and Köln 8th. So, what what do you reckon? Hoffenheim and Mines, yeah, I, I had Hoffenheim and Mines as absolute slap bang mid table. Yeah, I think they're probably the two most mid table sides in the league, to be honest right. with you. Yeah. Well, let's let's put Hoffenheim and mine straight in there. I think that's absolutely <clears> fine. <throat> uh, ooh, stick maybe stick mines above Hoffenheim right now because I think mines are probably recruit. Well, say recruited a bit better because Hoffenheim barely have recruited anyone. Um, to be frankly honest, so we'll go with that for now. So we just need two more, two more yeah. teams to go into our mid-table section. I think um, Köln. I, I could agree with Köln in there. Like, I would agree yeah, that, yeah, you've kind of convinced me there a little bit, Rory, that they have signed pretty well. And I think maybe I put them a little bit too far down. Obviously, with Stefan Baumgart, one of the best managers in the league as well, like that kind of pushes them up a couple of places yeah, too. I think, yeah, I think so. So that's a good compromise. <laughs> Look at us doing so well on our negotiations so far. And we thought this would be really hard. Um, okay, so we need, so yeah, we need one more team for mid table. Um, yeah. So, so if we're saying in around eighth, ninth place, negotiations might start here. I think it's probably out of Wolfsburg and Frankfurt for me. I've got Frankfurt quite high. So where have you got them finishing? Yeah, I've got them in European, not Champions League places, but European places. Yeah, because I just think even though they've got Champions League, they've, I just think they're going to have so much confidence going in there and I expect some of their players to get even better. I think the likes of Bore is really going to hit the ground running this season in the Bundesliga. Obviously, the confidence of getting the goal and the winning penalty in the final and having a strong finish to last season is going to be great for him. I wouldn't have them so far down. And obviously, the fact that as of uh, thus far, they managed to keep Kostic, which is massive, considering the likes of Juventus and some Premier League teams have been in for him. Yeah, West Ham are after him, aren't they? Yeah. So whether he will stay, some people think he only signed the contract as respect for Frankfurt so they could get more value out of him. But we'll have to see, I guess. It's uh, 
But as so far, they've had a very good transfer window as well. I'm not quite convinced about signing Hauger for 12 million. Though. I was a bit surprised about that because he didn't yeah. do that well. But he is a player that could develop as of the confidence that Frankfurt have shown him. Because obviously, he's been a good player in the past and we could see again him kind of turn it on. The team that I've gone for, actually, might be a bit harsh, but I've gone for an eighth place. I've gone for Union Berlin simply yeah. because they've lost our knee. I just think when you take a 15-17 goal striker out of the team, I definitely don't think they'll have a bad season by any means, but I think for the first time in three seasons, they might drop out of the European places this time, I think. To be fair, I could give you that one because I had Union as seventh, mm. which is obviously yeah. only one place higher up. And... Yeah, uh, it's always going to be hard to match that fifth place of last season, which is ridiculous because, mm-hmm. like, how Union had done that is, like, amazing. Um, and so, yeah, so they've gone from having Europa Conference League football last year to now they'll be in the Europa League. So, obviously, even more um, of a demand on their on their squads in terms of quality. Um, I think they'll give it a bit more of a better go this season, though, in terms of Europe. Yeah. But obviously, you know, we're talking about where they'll finish in the Bundesliga. Um, yeah, I want. Ironically, they played Forest in a in a preseason friendly and beat and beat them one 0 with like with the one knee on the other side. So I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was quite enjoyable. They brought so they brought in Luling from Furt mm-hmm. uh, and Sibachu. I'm probably you know really botching the pronunciation on that from Young Boys. Um, I think he's looked quite good. I think he scored in a couple of preseason games. So obviously the onus is on those two, alongside Geraldo Becker and a couple of others um, to maybe pick up the slack. But yeah, I think going one, you know, with European football, I think they might drop down a couple of couple of places. So shall we slot them in as uh, as our eighth place team? Yeah. And obviously yeah. another another point that uh, we, we both missed there a little bit is they missed the lost Promo as well to Hoffenheim. Yeah. He was like oh. their key midfielder, goal-scoring midfielder who kind of boxed the box. They did replace him with Thorsby from Sampdoria, which I heard that he is a good player, a highly rated player, but obviously it might take him a bit of time to get used to the style of play. And I think losing Grisha Permel, who was absolutely brilliant last season, is a big loss for me as well. Not quite as big as Awani, who was a guaranteed goal scorer, but still a loss at, at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, John, John, you'll have to let us know uh, if you're you know, accepting of that position for your dearest club, Union Berlin. So let us know in the comments where you think they'll finish this season and and everyone else as well um, with regards to what we've done with our mid-table team so far. Do you think that maybe, you know, Union or, or Cone might finish a bit higher? Um, so now we are into our, into our top seven. So European football uh, up for grabs um, so far with this one. So fifth to seventh. Um, right, Mark, I'll, I'll, I think we're quite happy with Frankfurt being in there. So shall we chuck them in there straight away? Yeah. They're not going to be top four, but I think they'll be quite safe in that European slot. Yeah, Um, Yeah, I had them down as a sixth, but obviously I think the fact they've got the Champions League as well is going to, they've got to focus on that. The first time they've ever been in it, I think. So yeah, obviously they're going to prioritise that. There's going to be some brilliant memories made, obviously to add on top of the Europa League run last season as well. No worries. Right. So talk to me about Wolfsburg. So so this was like the main talking point when me and Mark sent our tables to each other. So, Mark, you had them down as fifth, didn't you? 
Yeah, I did, which might surprise some people, but let's remember that they did finish fourth the season before last. So they're a side that they've always been a side that have a good season and a bad season. I think a few years ago, they finished like 16th and stayed up by the playoff. And then the year after they finished like fifth or sixth, I think. So this is not a newbie. And I think, in my opinion, all of Wolfsburg's failures last season could be attributed to two dire managers, basically. Do you know what I mean? And for me, Robert Kovac is a, sorry, Nico Kovac is a very, very good uh, signing as manager. I really do think he's a great signing. I think he did well at Frankfurt. He did... He was hardly treated a little bit at Bayern, you know, but maybe that was a bit too much of a step for him, you know, but he did win a title. He's won the Bundesliga title. He's won the DFB Pokal with Frankfurt. He did well at Monaco as well. Uh, I think he got them in the Champions League and won the French Cup or something like that. So, yeah, I mean, this is a good manager with pedigree they've got him. Finally, they've learned from the mistakes of the, obviously, the Van Bommel, Kohlfeld season last year. And I just think, for me, there were signs at the back end of last season, even under Kohlfeld, that they were improving. You know what I mean? If you look at that squad, Vind, Jonas Vind is a player I'm really looking forward to. I've got him down as one of my stars to look out for this season. Really excited to see him. I absolutely love the partnership with, uh, obviously, Max Cruiser, who joined them from Udon yeah. early in January. Max Cruiser just improves every team that he joins. Doesn't he? He's one of the kind of all-time Bundesliga greats, as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. Certainly in the last 20 years. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I just think, also on top of that, despite the fact they have lost Schlager, let's be honest, Schlager didn't play almost at all last season, you know, and don't get me wrong, Schlager is a loss. I'm a massive fan of Schlager. For me, one of the best midfielders in the Bundesliga, but at the end of the day, they have spent a little bit of money too, despite the fact that a lot of the players I don't know that well, the likes of Matthias Svanberg from Bologna for nine million, uh, Jakub Kaminski from, from Lech Poznan for 10 million. For me, the signing that really stands out though is Patrick Wimmer from Armelian yeah. Bielefeld. Yeah. As you know, I'm a big fan of him. Brilliant player last season, was unlucky to be relegated. And I think he's going to add a little bit of flair that has maybe been missing at times from probably more the pragmatic Wolfsburg side the last two years. But I'm quite excited for them. And Maybe fifth is a little bit high, but I do expect a top seven finish, that's for sure. Yeah, they've taken one of your boys as well, haven't they? Is it yeah, 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 yeah. He's highly a, rated youngster, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so it'll be interesting to see how much footy he gets. Yeah, to be fair, yeah, you've taught me around. Even, I mean, <laughs> obviously losing Schlager and Babu, Brooks, certainly experienced from that point of view. I know Brooks wasn't a you know, an all-round, all-kind-of-court sort of player, basically, <laughs> brought a lot of experience. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you've talked to, you've talked yourself in well. So, I, I'm happy to put Wolfsburg as, shall we go for them being seventh? Yeah, yeah, we can do. So, and then Frankfurt sixth. Um, and, yeah, just before we come on to our fifth place, just John has replied in regards to Union saying, fancied them or fancies them for Europa Conference League spot, but I mean, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure about the rest of that, John. It's very nice of you to say. Um, I love how you've not included Mark in it as well. So, <laughs> um, but to be fair, Mark, um, John, it is a very good chance that they'll come. You know, they'll come a bit higher up as well because they've been brilliant so far in the last few seasons. So, fingers crossed for them. So we love, we love Union under under Urs Fischer as well. Um, so, right, fifth place. We, we of course have. Five teams left. Um, 
I've gone for Freiburg. Um, really impressed with, you know, they've obviously lost Schlotterbeck. Big blow, yeah, absolutely naturally. But the players that they brought in have been really, really impressed by. Really sly kind of signings. Ritsu Doan from Bielefeld was their best player by a million miles a couple of seasons ago. Um, Ginter coming in from Gladbach is a natural replacement for Schlotterbeck. As I mentioned, the swap deal with Augsburg, they brought in Greg Orizic um, instead of Demirovic, which, which I consider a, a definite upgrade. And um, Mark, you might know a bit more about um, the St. Pauli player, is it Kira? Um, yeah. And he he had a really good season in the Spider last season as well. So I think all four of those will really, really boost up Freiburg, whether they're first team players or more squad players. But obviously that will help them cope with the, the demand of being in Europe. So yeah, fifth place, I think they'll do... I think they'll do well again. Yeah, their signings have just got me purring, to be honest with you. Like, what business they do, Freiburg, seriously. I mean, obviously, they sold Schlotterbeck for 20 million and then they brought in Ginter, who, in some ways, is a similar kind of defender. Let's be honest. You know, he can bring the ball out. He's kind of an all action defender. I'd still prefer Schlotterbeck a little bit, let's be honest. But Ginter is a fantastic signing for a club like Freiburg, you know. I mean, this guy's been capped probably 40, 50 times by Germany and he's still not old as well. I think he's late 20s now. So what a signing, you know. Uh, I think Doan is a fantastic signing. We love watching him play for Bielefeld in the first season. Yeah, Gregorich is very smart business too. I mean, how, you know, obviously uh, Augsburg have let him go to sign Demirovic as a replacement. I mean, I don't know if it was a case of like he wanted to leave or something. I don't know, but... It doesn't look like good business from Augsburg's perspective. <laughs> Let's be honest, you know. And I think, yeah, Kiera as well is very highly rated in this fighter. One of the best seasons last year in players in this fighter last year. Obviously, commanding a very, very high, almost five million euro fee as well, which is uh, decent money as well. And I just think, yeah, every one of their signings is quality. All they made four signings, and every one you can see how they're going to improve that team. And I just think, yeah. I can totally see them finishing in Europe again, despite the fact they obviously have a Europa League campaign of their own as well. Yeah, brilliant stuff. So slotted them in nicely into fifth place. So we're definitely in agreement there. Um, right, we're going to come obviously to, to the top four in a second. Uh, before we do, I'll just quickly run run you through obviously what we're doing with Bundesliga boxes in regards to this week's giveaway. So uh, very kindly, um, they've, they've helped us organise a giveaway. Uh, so it's on our Twitter page, which is obviously at over the bar fb is the pinned tweet so if you just go straight onto the profile you'll see the details of the competition or the giveaway tweet and the entry criteria what you can win yourself you can win yourself a bundesliga box uh bundesliga box from batch 22 easy for me to say uh so also you'll get yourself a, a fresh authentic german t-shirt with uh with a match day program poster pin badges all sorts of brilliant things in there completely free um so make sure you get over to over the bar so at over the bar fb go onto the page the pin tweet all you have to do is retweet the tweet make sure you're following over the bar and Bundesliga boxes so hopefully you already are doing that and subscribe to the channel obviously if you're already subscribed then brilliant you don't need to do that but please do if you can post a bit of proof on there obviously because we will be checking for the winners that they have done all three uh, of the criteria 
and brilliant. So, yeah, get yourselves involved with a brilliant opportunity. Get yourself a free shirt for the start of the season, which you can show off at any of the games that you're going to. Um, so, yeah, make sure you get over to the Twitter page and get involved. Um, right, so top four football. Uh, there's been a lot of chat, actually, in in the, in the comments already about where, you know, where Dortmund and, and Leipzig might finish. Um, so, yeah, it's obviously quite topical about where where we might go. Um, so fourth place we'll start with. I think we'll probably both in agreement, actually, we're both in agreement with the top four so far, won't we, Mark? Yeah. So we're going, for, we're going for Leverkusen, aren't we, I think? Um, you know, I think the main thing for them is that they haven't lost any players from last season. Um, obviously, Patrick Schick. The, the RB was definitely really heavily linked with Newcastle, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, second season for Seuane after getting a bit more experience in the league, I think will be incredibly important. Bringing in the, the young Czech Republic striker Holstek, um, should link up really well with Patrick Schick. Um, so they've got the makings of a really, really good team, and they'll definitely be pushing the best teams uh, all season long. It'll just be from a consistency point of view. Um, obviously back in Champions League as well, which they'll be buzzing about, but I can't see them finishing any higher than third. Um, but yeah, I'm happy with fourth if you are, Mark. Yeah, for sure. I think obviously I, for the points you've already mentioned as well, I don't see them dropping out of the top four this season. I think Siouane is a safe pair of hands, you know. He's, he's probably not going to be the kind of manager that can get them a title race, at least at the moment. But I still think top four is the aim for Leverkusen every year. I think, you know, you can look forward to great matches involving Leverkusen. They're always really good to watch. Fantastic side to watch. There'll be goals in both ends, as there are pretty much every season with Leverkusen. But I still think fourth. Obviously, it would be a drop because they finished third last season. But I don't think they'll be overly worried about that. The goal will be probably to try and make maybe the last six, 16 or even the last eight of the Champions League, I guess. That'd be a good kind of goal for them and maybe try and sneak a cup win as well because they've not won a trophy for a long time, Leverkusen. Yeah, very good. So I think the main question out of this top four it really is, and I'll just put we've just popped it in the comments for, for people to quickly comment on if you can do, um, is basically Dortmund or RB, uh, obviously which way around is that is that going to uh, finish. Um, I think if we were having this discussion maybe a week ago before before obviously the really horrible news uh, about Sebastian Haller, um, obviously which we send him you know our, our best wishes and we really hope that the prognosis is a positive one going forwards and they can be on the pitch with Dortmund as soon as possible, but. Um, you know, that that really impacts on them, doesn't it, Mark? And obviously I think they pretty much said today, Sebastian Kell and um and other top top figures at the club that they are gonna go out and, and purchase another striker. But obviously that is that is dependent on um on money and, and things like that. I've met, I've heard Cavani's name being mentioned, as you said, Modest. Um so what what are your thoughts? Are you thinking that they're they're probably gonna struggle to get past RB Leipzig and Bayern. Yeah, it's a tough one, really, because I think, to be honest, before the season, I was quite optimistic for them because I really like the defensive signings. Sula and Schlotterbeck are two of the best signings of the season. And it's a new look defence and one hell of a lot better than what they've had for probably the last five or six years, I would say, in truth, at the back. 
I think there's obviously Ozcan as well is an interesting signing. You know, I think he's going to add a bit of steel into that midfield and provide. I really liked him last season, you know, finally living up to his reputation. And then, you know, I thought Haller, a player who's been there and done it in the Bundesliga, I think he got like 20, 25 goals last time he played in the Bundesliga for Frankfurt before he joined West Ham. I think he was second top goal scorer in the Champions League last year for Ajax. He was just banging them in left, right and centre. Then obviously that tragic news we got, what was it, two weeks or so ago now? And I mean, yeah, Dortmund need a striker. Dortmund are a team that attack, don't they? They're not going to change that style and they need a man that can put the ball in the back of the net. And I did feel as though Haller was that man and Hopefully, in the future, he still can be that man. But the problem is, is that um, for now, they're not going to have him and they're going to have to find a kind of last-minute solution. And, yeah, some of the names are not overly convincing. I think Cavani's finished, as far as I'm concerned, really. I don't think he's going to be reliable to get out there every week and play. I think, um, yeah, I think Modeste is perhaps the best, uh, I would go as far as saying the best solution, really, at the moment uh, for them. But, you know, he's not Haller. He's a great player, but whether he can fit into that level, you know, he has had big moves in his career and he's not always kind of taking it. Obviously, I think he went to Blackburn a few years in the Premier League and he really struggled, didn't he? So, yeah, I just think, um, you know, he's a man that's born to play for Cologne. And I do worry a little bit. Terzic, you know, I think he had a good spell at the end of his first period, but is he really good enough? I don't know, really. Uh, we often see these what? kind of young yeah. managers, these, uh, you know, assistant coaches or physios or whatever. They come in and they do well, but then they're not long-term managers. That's the problem, you know. And for me, I would have liked to have seen Dortmund maybe aim a little bit higher, but I guess he felt as though they deserved to give um, Terzic another chance, obviously, after his fantastic spell, um, the back end of his first Period. Yeah, and a lot of the new signings were signed with with Marco Rosa in yeah. in a job. It's obviously is a really interesting kind of dynamic. Like if you're Schlotterbeck, if you're at the Amy, you know, the, are you expecting you know a different type of manager? Um, but I'm sure I'm sure they'll get over that. Um, in the comments, it's it's three for three so far um, in, in terms of back in Dortmund and, and RB Leipzig, and I think it genuinely shows how close it will be between those two teams. Um, but I guess we've got to reveal where we're putting them, don't we, Mark? And um, we we have agreed on this actually, and, and we've both gone for Dortmund in third place, haven't we? Um, with kind yeah. of like stipulations, I guess. Um, so we'll just pop them in there now and we'll yeah we'll pop rb in in a minute um and oh there we go paul paul shifted the the weight onto four three for dortmund so yeah in the comments there's lots of support for dortmund um and 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 there we go five three now so it's all rolling in for for bvb um rb leipzig have not been active in the transfer market have they mark and um you know, they've made a couple of signings, which are good ones. Uh, obviously, bringing in Schlager is a really good one. Is he a replacement for Lima? I think if Lima goes in, they're definitely struggling in terms of the second, third place balance. Um, they look light at right back. Um, I think they've got rid of Mukiele and Tyler Adams as well. So that's maybe they're going for a big right back kind of replacement. Uh, if they sign David Raum, that's obviously a really big signing as well, having kind of gone under Dortmund's noses as well. Um, so under Tedesco, the momentum of the Rook Runder that they had under him, they were brilliant. 
Um, so if they can take that into a full season, then there's no reason that they can't challenge Bayern. Um, but I think we're going to narrowly put them in second place, aren't we? Yeah, I think you mentioned what one of the key points is for me with RB Leipzig this year, and that's the keeping hold of Limer. I think everyone that watches this show knows I'm a massive fan of Limer. <clears throat> and for me, this Leipzig should be aiming higher than second. They should be aiming for a title challenge this season. There's no question in my mind. And I think... For me, this is, we talked about it at the end of last season, Rory, are RB Leipzig serious about winning the German Bundesliga title? And for me, whether they sell Lima to Bayern Munich will prove whether they're serious about winning the Bundesliga title. And yeah. I, I know a lot of people here in Germany say you can't keep unhappy players. But I mean, look at Harry Kane last season at Tottenham. Like many people said, OK, he doesn't want to be there, but he still banged in like pretty much 20 goals. Do you know what I mean? Mm. For me, yeah. nowadays, the days of football is just sulking and stuff. is not really as common nowadays. You know, footballers are like... For me, they're more professional than in the past, really, especially in the last five to ten years. And I think Lima will know that if Leipzig don't want to sell him, he's under contract and he will play hard for Leipzig to try and get them to win the title. And maybe then they could say, OK, next year you can go to Bayern. Do you know what I mean? But for yeah. me, this is key. This is absolutely key. And as a Bundesliga fan, I do hope that they keep Lima because he, he's an absolutely key player to the side and he would only strengthen Bayern significantly as well. And I think, you know, if they want to win this title, they need Lima for me. But I still think that even without Lima, they could still get second for me. I would say that much. Yeah, very much so. So obviously that leaves us with the incumbent 10-time in a row champions by Munich. <laughs> uh, we think <laughs> we still think that they are going to win the league. Um, I, I say this every season, but I do think it will be close uh, in recent years. Um, obviously, the big, you know, summer signing kind of story has been about Lewandowski moving on um, and, you know, whether that then makes it a level playing field. Um, and it makes it, and the, you know, I always remember you always kind of say, like, having Lewandowski is like having a cheat code, like, for a game because mm. um, he just scores too many goals. Um, so yeah, but they've strengthened really well, haven't they? Like, Mane coming in as a genuine superstar, um, player, he's obviously what is he 30 years old now, so he's not a youngster, but he is a proven world class player. Uh, they brought in Delict, who hadn't had his best time at Juve, I don't think, but obviously, is a world class operator, is a leader, and will come into that buying defense perfectly, I think. Um, and then the two, two IX players. Gravenbeck, um, Birch and uh, Masrawi, really exciting players. Um, so they'll they'll strengthen the core of that buying team as well. And that youngster as well, Matisse Tell, at 17 years old, has gone for about 20, 20 million euros with add-ons and things like that, um, and slightly more, actually. Um, I can't pretend to know a lot about him, but if they've invested that much money on the 17-year-old, he's got to be good. Um so a bit of a strange one with Musiala already in the team, I guess. But, you know, I guess that's the buying way. Um, so, yeah, first place, we'll slot them in in the minute, Mark. I mean, pressure's on Argelsman, you know, because there is, you know, a little bit of chat within the the powers that be at Bayern that, you know, he won the league last year, but he's got to do better. Yeah, I actually heard a bit of uh, information that a lot of the players, apparently, uh, particularly Lewandowski, which was said to be over here in Germany, one of the main reasons why he left, that he wasn't really overly 
uh, impressed with Nagelsmann's style. And I think, let's be honest, especially in Europe, the performance declined quite significantly from the days of uh, Hansi Flick, who was just outstanding, let's be honest, in Europe and also in the Bundesliga. And I think despite a good start last season under Nagelsmann, it did go a little bit stale, didn't it? And obviously a lot of problems with discipline, the like obviously COVID vaccines and all that kind of thing. There was a lot of issues with that. It was a bit of a strange season for Bayern, despite the fact they did win the league, you know. And as you say, they will expect to win at least two trophies, either the, the Pokal or the Champions League. But... For me, I think the key point with Bayern is how are they going to change the system to accommodate Mane, you know, and is Mane going to start as a number nine, which I would imagine he will do, you know. Let's be honest, I mean, the height difference is probably like, you know, four to five inches between those two players. Lewandowski is very much a physical kind of player, isn't he? It's um, And I just think he's going to be really, really good, to be honest with you, uh, Mane. But... Part of me hopes he flops, I'll be honest with you. You know, as a Bundesliga fan, I'd like to see him flop, I'll be honest with you. And I just think, uh, you know, if Mane doesn't get the goals, then maybe we could have a title race on, you know. Because as, as Rory said, you know, I like to say that expression a lot, that Lewandowski is just a cheat code. And for me, he is. Like, the guy just... He doesn't even have to play well and he gets two or three goals. Do you know what I mean? And it's just ridiculous. How can you beat a team that have got... A, a player that's scoring like 40-odd goals a season, you know, it's just yeah. like, uh, and I just feel as though like that is key for Bayern. I think first of all, Nagelsmann, like how he starts and the second point is uh, whether Mane can hit the ground running and get some goals, you know. Yep, well, good stuff. So that is our, our finalised table for the 22-23 season. Um you know, feel free to to save it, do your own one, so you can come back and say, "Wow, you you know, you guys are you know seriously off the mark there." Um, come the end of the season, uh, we always have a quick look back at the end of the season and think how you know how well or badly we've done. So we're saying bottom three: Schalke, Hertha, Stuttgart, um, and then up to top four, we're going Leverkusen, Dortmund. RB and, and champions Bayern. So yeah, we shall see. But you know, we're really excited to to get stuck into uh, things. So that's that's the end of of tonight's show. Um, obviously, just to turn your attentions to what's happening going forwards. Uh, so straight away, Saturday, this Saturday coming, we have got the Super Cup, uh, German Super Cup between Bayern Munich and RB Leipzig. Me and Mark are doing a live watch along for you guys. So kickoff is 7.30. Um all sorts of stuff going on in Germany this weekend. Obviously, the Women's Euro final on the Sunday that they'll be looking forward to. And we've got DFB Pokal, which hopefully we'll be doing a quick review for as well. So keep an eye out for that early in the week. But yeah, make sure you get that in your diary to join us for the Pokal watch along uh, and get involved in that, even if you can't watch it. Um, and then going forward uh, onto Monday, we've got our fantasy draft show with Runa. We're hopefully going to find time to do a transfer roundup for everyone. Uh, obviously, we've talked a lot about new signings anyway, so we'll see. We'll see about that one as time goes on, and then we'll be then we'll be into the season, uh, and then we'll have another watch along for the UEFA Super Cup final, which will obviously include Frankfurt versus Real Madrid. That'll be an absolute pleasure to watch. Uh, really looking forward to that one. So make sure you watch that. That's on the tenth Wednesday, the tenth, I think. Uh, so put them all in your diary. Obviously, if you subscribe and click the bell, then you'll get that notification straight to your phone or to your laptop so you won't ever miss it. 
And finally, before I head over to Mark, don't forget about our giveaway. Like I said, head over to Twitter at OverTheBarFB, which Mark will pop on the screen in a minute. Get onto the get onto the tweet, which is at the top of the page. Retweet it. Follow Over the Bar. Follow Bundesliga Boxes and subscribe to the channel. Um, so that is enough of my chat. Over to you, Mark, to close up the first show of the season. Yeah, I was just looking through the uh, comments uh, while you were subscribing, and I absolutely love this comment from Chris Saunders. <laughs> Give the fans what they want. A Bundesliga with Dynamo, Dresden, Union Berlin, Hansa Rostock, BFC Dynamo, Chemi Leipzig and Magdeburg, Lokomotiv Leipzig and FC Karl Zeiss Jena. Yeah, I think whoever, Chris must be a bit of a fan of East Germany, that's for sure, you know, like make the Bundesliga the East German Bundesliga again or something like that. Why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fantastic yeah. comment, that one. Yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. <laughs> okay, guys, yeah. So, yeah, I hope you've enjoyed, the, obviously, the first show back, yeah. And uh, if you enjoyed what you saw today, then check out our Twitter, out over the bar fb and out over the bar extra remember also to check out our main site otbfootball.net which is obviously like uh, we, we have been doing a bit of work on that as well i think uh, paul yeah. and dave on the uh site have been like kind of revamping that so remember to check that out as well remember we're not only a youtube channel we're also a site as well and yeah don't forget to like comment to subscribe and obviously join our competition as rory said as well the giveaway and obviously remember to set your diaries down for the 30th of uh or of july which is saturday which will be rb leipzig versus bayern for the german super cup so we'll have to see you know this is see it as a kind of title race decider according to our predictions you know so <laughs> yeah we hope you enjoyed the first show back guys and yeah we look forward to seeing you then See you. Cheers,